<coughs> Good evening, Rabbi Sai and others. We're going to continue along here. We dealt with the last couple of nights an issue of how to behave, how to deal with other people. And when a person is truly a Balbitokin, someone who puts his full faith and trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he leans on Hashem. His security is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He knows that no one else could help him or harm him unless it is so decreed in Hashemayim. Not only that the Gemara says a person won't even bruise his finger if it's not decreed in Hashemayim. A person will not get harmed or helped by anybody else unless it is so decreed by Shemayim. And therefore, the says, therefore our attitude towards other people has to be in kind, has to be with that idea that I don't really need this person to help me because if it's supposed to be, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make it happen. We're not talking about to speak ill about other people, to speak ill towards other people. Of course not. But in terms of not being submissive to other people, not putting other people higher than ourselves as if they are greater than us. That's the attitude of a Baal And I want to go mainly in this idea to move to a very important point in the whole idea of Bitochen, but a crucial point in something that's also Menyana Diyema, now that we are leading up to the days before the Heilige Chaga Pesach. And in terms of the, the underlying point here that the Chavos Abbas is making, is that when one place is Bitochen in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then he doesn't fear other people. He's not afraid of them. He respects them. He treats them well. There's an idea of HaKadosh to people when they do us good, certainly. But it's without a fear. It's without a trepidation. It's without a feeling of beholdenness towards other people because what if I get on the bad side? Don't I have to make sure that they're happy with me? Don't I have to make sure that they're pleased with me? Don't I have to have good approval in their eyes? And that the says, no, that's not the case. So to go over to a very similar area about where fear is not only unnecessary, but it's unwarranted, it's not appropriate for a person who truly believes in Hashem. But more so than that, Chavis is saying, if we have Bitochen, we won't fear other people. We won't fear situations. Rabbeinu Yoyne is not as easy going with us. Rabbeinu Yoyne puts forth an idea and he says, if we don't get up to at least the requisite level of Bitochen, we're being over alive, we're transgressing a negative commandment of the Torah. So let's listen to what Rabbeinu Yoyne says in Shar Shlishi of Shari Tshuva, Oislam and Beis. and Oislam and Beis go together and he quotes two psukim. The first psukim in the parashas Ekev. Perhaps a person will say in his heart, The situation that the Torah is talking about is going out to war and you see this numerous army. They're more numerous in number. They have better strategy. They're more equipped. They have more experience. There's, there's no contest over here. How can I defeat them? How can I chase them away? The Torah Kedusha says, One may not fear them. And that has to be understood. One may not fear them. 
just go into the lion's den. What does that mean? One may not fear them. Continues Rebbe Niyayin, and I'll explain. Now we go over to Parsha Shoftim. When one will go to war against his enemy, and you'll see Sus Varechev Am Rav Mimcha. You'll see the horses. You'll see the chariots. Am Rav Mimcha, much more mighty and numerous nation than you are. Says the Torah, the same words. Loi Sira Mehem. You may not fear them. Abeniyana learns this is not a pep talk. This is not a promise. You don't have to fear them. You shouldn't fear them. But rather, you may not fear them. Says Rabbeinu it's a lav in the Torah. We are being warned here from the Torah, not only in the predicament of war, not only a soldier going out to battle, but every situation in life where a person would have trepidation, where a person would have what to fear. Kodesh Baruch Hu says in his Torah, Loi Sira Mehem, you may not fear them. How could that be? We don't have to be afraid. Just happy or lucky, everything's going to be great. No. If a person will see that the tsara, the tragedy, the danger is kareva, it's imminent, it's close, it looks like it's going to happen. It has to be that the salvation of Hashem is in his heart. The and he shall have betochen on it. Now here, what does v'yivtach mean? So we have to really go to Rabbeinu Yoyne elsewhere. Rabbeinu Yoyne here in Shari Tshuva should be understood in the context of how Rabbeinu Yoyne views betochen. Rabbeinu Yoyne in Mishle, in his Pirushan Mishle, explains the word betochen as is, is understood in the context in the Paschim Kayeles means hope. We've been explaining it based on the Chavis Havavis' ideas of a security, a sense of confidence, but not contradictory at all. It also means a person always is hopeful. A person never knows the outcome. But since he knows that the outcome is only dependent on one source only, only how HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides the outcome should be, therefore he could always hope for a positive outcome. He never knows it for sure, but he could always hope for a positive outcome. And therefore, Abinayana says the the Isser and the Torah is Leisira Mayhem. You may not be afraid of them. In other words, for a person to be afraid because they're more numerous than my army is, because the impending danger seems that there's no way out, because the statistics are against me. Because the odds are stacked up against me. Let's go to a simple example. Let's take Corona out of our heads for just a moment. A person is going for a job interview. And he says, well, you know, the three guys ahead of me, I see they're so well dressed. They look so well prepared. I don't stand a chance. Shem says, Leisira Mayhem, don't look at them and be afraid. Well, it seems like they are going to for sure get the job. Their chances are greater. Not true. Bottom line is, bitachin means that there is no such thing as statistics. That's what it means. There's no such thing as statistics. It's not because this amount of people, or this type of people, or it happens to these people, that has to get out of the lexicon of someone who's a bal bitachin. 
There is no such thing as statistics. In other words, a person is faced with a danger. He has to go fight the army over here. They're more numerous. They're stronger than his army. That's true. But if a person says, I'm afraid because the men are more numerous than I am, then a person is transgressing this love. Don't be afraid of them. What a person could be afraid of is like Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov was very afraid when he went to fight Esav. But he wasn't afraid of Esav. He was afraid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was afraid of his own standing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the Chazal tell us in the beginning of Brachis, what was he afraid of? Maybe he's not as perfect as he was. Maybe even the promises that he had given from HaKadosh Baruch Hu will not stand up for him because maybe he has sinned. That's why the stipler tells us, the Mashkiach brings here from the stipler in Pirchas Peres Parashat Shaftim. How can you tell me, don't be afraid, someone goes out to war. You think people don't die at war? Even when David Amelech's army went out to war and they won the battles, there were many casualties. It wasn't only Uriah Achiti. There were many casualties at war. That's the way it is. There were many casualties. But the Torah is saying, you can't be afraid because they're more numerous. It can be afraid because it could be that maybe Hashem will make this bullet hit this soldier. That's right. Who knows? person didn't know he's going out to battle. Could be he won't come back alive. Therefore, he wrote a, a get out tonight to his wife. Could be he won't come back alive. But not because they were stronger. And that's what Rabbi Yen is saying over here. In any situation in life, if a person fears because it seems, look, there's so much bad happening. How could it be? How could it be that we'll be saved? That's where the Isra is. That's where the prohibition comes against. Loisira mayhem. What's the pusik he brings? You go to war against your enemy. And you see sus, a horse. A horse? How could one horse, one chariot, how could they be more numerous? Says Rashi Akadosha. That's what we should learn Rashi with Chumash and Rashi. Many have said, or Sameach included in them, we get tremendous samuna just from learning simple Chumash Rashi. So Rashi says over there in Parshashavdim, Be'enai, they're like one sus. Kivo sus paroi v'richvoi. You think the 600 chariots of the chosen ones of, of Mitzrayim? To me, Hashem says, they're one, one horse. You can deal with one horse. You can deal with one chariot. So you see an Amrav Mimcha, Hashem says to me, they're one, one horse. And therefore, Leisir Mayem, Tia Yeshua Hashem The Yeshua should be as hopeful to the person as the Tzara. And that's proof by the Pasuk that he brings. It brings a Pasuk at the hill and pay hey. Ach koroiv yishai. The salvation of Hashem to the Yireh, to the Yireyav, to the one who fears Hashem is as close as the Tzara is. You know, let's end. There's a tremendous point here that he's bringing something that we deal with all the time. We can't fear the Magaifa that's going on because Oive, I, I may not be taking care of myself and that's why the Magaifa could come to this person and that person. The Magaifa will only come to any person who Hashem says the Magaifa should come to him, to her, to him, to him. No one else. As we explained, the person does Ishtadlis. He has to put in the, the right effort like any other mitzvah. But Ishtadlus does not equal to the result. Ishtadlus is my doing. That's Hashem says, that's what you do. But any result that's going to happen 
has nothing to do with that. The result and everything is the way Hashem wants the result to happen. If a Sira from the illness, Sira from the Magaifa, person should never fear the Magaifa. He has to fear, is he in good standing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? We're going to go through a Leil Seder, Mitzvah Shem, in a week from tonight. And we'll go through 15 stages, Kadesh, Urchatz, all the way to the end, and we're going to get to the end, and hopefully there'll be Nirza. Hopefully we'll be, have approval from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's Nirza. After the 15 steps of the Seder, Nirza, we want to be Merutza by Hashem. We want to be, have approval from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We'll end with a Geval de Gevart that I heard from the Shlomo Levenstein, my Magad in Eretz Yisrael. We know that the, this whole battle of Mitzrayim, Sus Pari, Rechbe, Varoshov, there were ten Makos. Coach Bogu brought ten Makos, takes out of Mitzrayim. So he asked the Kasha, do we need ten Makos? What do you need ten Makos for? What did you need to last almost a year from when Moshe Rabbeinu came on the scene until we left, until Vayishavayibishalach Pari Yassam? What did it take so long? You know, Chazal tell us that Targum Yenison says it, that the night of Pesach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took all of Klal Yisrael with the curtain Pesach. They were sh- transferred over, transported to the base of Migdosh. They shechted their carbon. They did the Zerika, and they were transported back into their homes. And they took that blood that was left over, and they put it on the Mashke Falshtia Mezuzes. So for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take us out of Mitzrayim, he does it in an instant. What did he have to last? What was so difficult with taking the Yidden out of Mitzrayim? And the answer is, it's not difficult to take Yidden out of Mitzrayim. It's difficult to take Mitzrayim out of Yidden. We were sunken in for 210 years, not only into slavery of Mitzrayim, but into the mindset of Mitzrayim. The mindset of Mitzrayim is, you want water, the Ya'or will give you. You want mazel, you go to Baal Pa'or. You want this, you go to that God, that God. It was full of Elim, it was full of Elilim, full of other powers. And we became intoxicated with that view of life. Hashem had to turn the world upside down in Mitzrayim to show us that we got to get out of the civilized Mitzrayim. It was not difficult to take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. It was difficult to take Mitzrayim out of the Yidin. For that, we needed ten makis, one and the next and the next, where Hashem showed us, I'm the one who's care of Oretz. I'm the one who's in control of Oretz. I'm in control of everything. Oh, once we saw that, through nine makis, straight through in about nine months or so, we saw HaKadosh Baruch who's in charge of everything, and all the Elilim, all the ones that we thought have power, just fell like, like paper dolls. Ah, then Hashem says, now you're ready for a gula for Mitzrayim. A good night.